This was a fantastic week. We've already talked about how you guys prayed over the week last week, and uh, we, we reaped the reward from that. God showed up, and um, he showed out for us. And our Bible school this week, we had 499 people registered for Bible school. We had an average attendance of 408. But the most important part of that is that on our campus, teachers, me, Miss Lavana, we prayed with 13 kids and they accepted Jesus into their heart. Some of them wanted to get baptized today. A, a couple of them wanted to get baptized today, but they were out of town. So we will still, still see that happening, that kids are showing off that, hey, I did understand who Jesus was. And we also had those two kids come uh, that had never been baptized, and that came as a result of them being here this week and talking to us about that. And then we did have three or four kids across the... Um, Bible school, and some of them from our community that wanted, they went through everything, we understood that they were ready to accept Jesus, and they wanted to go home and pray with their parents, and I've already followed up with a couple of them, and they did that, so, I mean, we're looking at having 16 or 17 kids that were saved during Bible school, and that is absolutely phenomenal. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about, um, I wanted to go over a little bit and let you know what the kids learned this week, and then I wanted to, to talk to you a little bit and offer a challenge to you about Jesus' hope. Um, on day one, they learned that Jesus was holy, and every day they learned a story about Peter. We focused on Peter all week, and they learned that Jesus was holy, and they learned that Jesus was worth following. That's what we focused on that first day, and we just saturated them with that. On day two, they learned that Jesus is trustworthy, that we can trust him no matter what's going on. And we learned that in our lives, we can be tossed around. We can even run into doubts and even question whether God is around us or not. But the kids learned that just like Peter, we can learn to trust Jesus, and we can always trust him no matter what. Day three... Most important for us, because on that day, they learned that Jesus is forgiving. That Jesus' forgiveness is there no matter what. No matter how bad we mess up, no matter how many wrong turns we make, no matter if we end up with a roadblock right in front of us, that Jesus' love is there and his forgiveness is there, and we can always count on that no matter what. I like saying no matter what to kids, because you know what? They understand that. They understand no matter what, that's going to happen. And so we wanted them to know that Jesus is forgiving. And then on day four, they learned about Peter boldly speaking about Jesus in front of the Jewish leaders when it wasn't easy. And the, the topic for that day was that Jesus is worth following. Definitely worth it. Even if it is hard, even if it's a challenge, that Jesus is worth following. On day five, we brought it back to the fact that Jesus is for everyone. He's for you. He's for me. He does not discriminate. He is for everyone. And they learned about how Jesus, I mean, how Peter told Cornelius about Jesus and how God ended up having to work all of that out so that that would happen. And so as they were leaving on Friday, the kids were challenged to tell everyone that they know about Jesus. And that's a challenge that we should hear as adults as well. Sometimes it's easy to keep that to ourselves. But uh, we should be shouting from the rooftops about how Jesus um, takes care of us, forgives, of our, uh, forgives us of our sins, and does everything for us. 
you know what, those were the lessons that the kids were taught each day, and each of them were focused on Peter and how his life was affected by Jesus. Jesus changed Peter's life. And each of us in this room needs to take a moment every once in a while and evaluate where we are with Jesus. And we need to know that just like Peter, um, we need to put Jesus as the center of our life. And we also need to know that sometimes we mess up. And just like Peter, we need his forgiveness. You know, it's been months ago when Bible school started for me because I start to prepare mostly in January. Usually by the end of February, I've already gotten all my teachers secured and curriculum ordered, and we are on the move. Um, By March, this is kind of drawn on a piece of paper, which we talked a little bit about last week. And so Bible school happens for a long time for me, and it's big and it's important. But you know what? I drew this set, but it took about a team of people, a huge team of people, to come together and work for weeks, actually. Some of us worked over several weeks of time to make all this happen. And we oohed and odd about it, and it is awesome, and I love this, and it's cool. But as I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today, it reminded me that this is nothing compared to what our God can do. That our God decided he wanted a world around out there, and you know what? He spoke it into existence. He didn't have to make a plan on paper. He didn't have to get a team of people together and say, hey, will you do this? He spoke it into existence and poof, the world happened. I mean, think about the beaches and the mountaintops and all the awesome stuff that we enjoy. God made that. He created that by just speaking the word and poof, it happened. That's really awesome. And then before you knew it, he realized he wanted to have a relationship with some people. So he made us. He made man, and then he made woman, and then here we all are. And, you know, they lived in that beautiful environment. They were put in that world that was perfect. It was beautiful. It was probably more beautiful than anything we can imagine. And they had it made. But guess what? They messed up. They absolutely messed up. And because of that, all of us ended up being born into sin. And you know what? Sin unfortunately, separates us from God. And it's something that we need to learn early. And that's one of the reasons why we do this, because we want kids to understand that God cannot be around sin. And you know what? Sin is a problem that we cannot take care of ourselves. We can do it easily because it's easy to do, but we can't take care of it ourselves. So in the middle of all of that, one of the things I love talking about in Kids Zone, and I always, always focus when we're talking about sin, I always focus it on selfishness. Because you know what? It's easy to be selfish. And I want the kids to recognize that if we put sin and selfishness out there, it's really the same thing. Anytime we're sinning, we're just being selfish. It's something that we want, something that we need, or something that we wish we had, or something that we desire, and sin is selfishness. And unfortunately, that selfishness comes between us and God. And God is holy. I mean, he can't hang around with sin. He's not going to hang around with sin. He's never going to do it. And so we are separated from God until we make the decision that these kids made this week and that some of us have made, we're separated from God. When we talk to these kids... 
we use a brochure that we love from Lifeway, and on the back of it, it's blank, practically. And I always draw a ravine. I always draw a ravine on this side. I skip a space. I draw a ravine on that side. I write God over here. I put me as a stick person and the kid over there as a stick person. And I said, hey, we're over here. He's over there. And we are separated from him, and we write sin right down in the middle of that ravine. And it is a good visual. I'm a visual learner. I'm an art teacher. You know, it works for me. So it's a visual, it's a visual that the kids get where we're over here, he's over here. We cannot get there because we were born in sin. And so God made a way for that sin to get out of the way. And he made a bridge that passes over that ravine. And so I always talk to the kids, and I'm talking to you about it right now, that when God sent Jesus to die on the cross, that cross went right down into that ravine. And you know what? The horizontal part of that cross bridged a gap from us over to God. And all we have to do is accept that. All we have to do is recognize that God did that just for us. Even if we'd been the only one he made, he did it just for us. And that if we accept that, then we can have a relationship with God again. In the Old Testament, it was about killing a lamb, a perfect lamb. But you know what? We, in, we, we say Jesus is the lamb of God because he was that lamb. He went to the cross for us. He took my sin, and he took your sin on that cross. The Word of God says in 2 Corinthians, He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God sent Jesus to die on that cruel cross so that that selfishness that we've been talking about, the part of us that's selfish um, and sins, so that that could be taken care of. As a matter of fact, it's for all of us, and he loves us that much. The God of the universe that created all of that and created us loves us enough to send his only son here to take care of our sin problem. Because you know what? We cannot do it on our own. It can't happen. Um, that's the God that we worship, and that's the God that loves us. It reminds me of being nine years old. When I was nine years old, at a Bible school, I gave my heart to Jesus. I was at church with a lady that I absolutely loved. She was phenomenal. And she led me to the Lord. And you know what? She was my first grade teacher at school. And she scared me to death at school. So all five days at school, I was scared to death. And on the weekends, I loved her like there was nothing else happening. My mom paid me 25 cents every day to get out of the car. And some days, I didn't even want the 25 cents. Because I was scared. I was scared of how my teacher got on to people in our class. And I was afraid I was going to get a paddling. But thankfully, I didn't. But anyway, I loved her, and at church, she was an amazing woman, and I grew up to serve with her even in Bible school as an adult, which is really awesome. But anyway, that happened when I was nine years old, and I've always said that God protected me through all of my teenage years, that he, he was in my heart, and he protected me. But I got a little bit off balance there somewhere, because through all of that time, I felt like I could take care of some of that. And I felt like the more I went to church and the more I served and the more teams I was on and the more I did Bible school and the more I did that, that I could earn that in some way. And you know what? When I was 18 years old, it was the first time that I realized this is a free gift, a totally free gift. Leah's mom led me through all of that 
And she explained to me that there was nothing I could do to earn that. Not one thing I could do to deserve it. She told me that if I didn't go to church for the rest of that year, it would not be able to be taken away from me. And that was all new for me. I didn't really understand that. I had thought that it was somehow I had engaged works with my salvation. And so after 18, when I finally realized, hey, God did this for me. It is his grace and mercy that saved me. It put a passion in me, and I began serving and serving, and I could not serve God enough from all of that time. And you know what? Um, It doesn't mean whenever you accept Jesus and you become a Christian that you're not going to have a bump in the road sometimes. We had a bump in the road. After Leah and I got married, we had a bump in the road. Um, Her dad had been our spiritual leader, and he let us down. And it was hard. It was very difficult. So for a little while, we went in and out of churches. We had our children. And then we realized, you know what? We have got to get our kids in church. Dalton was in first grade, and we had not been faithful to be in church. And so we decided to come here. But you know what I told Leah? We're going to go there. Our kids are going to do their thing. I am not serving. I'm not doing it. I said, we are going to sit on the back row. We are going to go in there. We're going to worship God because we wanted to do that. But I'm not serving because we have been let down and hurt. And I did not want to ever, ever be in a church where I even knew anything about anything. I said, I don't want to know what's happening with the church. I just want to worship and go home. And you know what? That didn't last very long. Because um, when God gets in your heart, you cannot do that. You might try to do it, but it's that selfishness, it's sin in your life. And so we had, we had been here two or three years, I guess, when Lavana came to me one day and said, hey, I'm doing, we're starting children's worship. The first Sunday of 2005, we're going to do children's worship, and I want you to come help me that day. She was children's director. I was like, okay. She said, it's an artist series, and you're going to be awesome at it. Come on, let's do it. So I said, that is fine. So anyway, I went that day. We dressed up like an artist. We did all this cool stuff, and you know what? It was awesome. I felt so happy to be there. And when I left that day, I said, Lavana, that was absolutely awesome. And if you have any other thing you need me to do, just call me, because I would love to help you. She said, oh, did I not mention to you this is a six-week series? I said, no, you didn't. And so anyway, for six weeks, we did that series. And other than just a few months since 2005, Lavana and I have been in that kid's zone doing what we do. And you know what? It is amazing. And it feels so good to be serving and to be passionately sending kids toward God. That's what we want to do when we're Christians. We want to passionately tell people about Jesus. And so what I want you to know is, first of all, I got a little note right here because I can't do this. You know, he can do this every week, but not me. But um, there's a song on the radio that's a current song. I listen to it on Spotify. I love it. It's called For the Love of God, and it's by Andrew Ripp. And I have no idea who Andrew Ripp is, but I love this song. Go find it today and listen to it, For the Love of God. There are two things in there right in the middle of it that I love what it says. It says, where would I be if it wasn't for the love of God? I mean, ask yourself that question. Where would you be if it wasn't for the love of God? We would be without any hope. And it would be a sad, sad day. But you know what? I'm grateful that we do have that hope and that we do have the love of God in our heart and that God forgives us and restores us. 
I love that. Another part of the song says, if it wasn't for my failures and mistakes, I would never know the depths of God's grace and the depths of his love. So even when we mess up, even when we have those times where we say, you know what, I am not doing this, just like I did, um, God just sits around and waits on us, and when we come back to him, he takes care of our sin problem, and he will use us like there's nothing else around. I'm telling you, it's, it's awesome. You know, the Bible's clear about how God took care of us. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, shall not die, but have eternal life. We've heard that verse all of our lives, and it's true. And for those of us who have trusted Jesus, that is our hope. If you have not trusted Jesus, then you're missing that hope. And you know what? I don't want to spend another, I would never want someone to spend another day without that hope. So today, I want you to really, really think about where you are and think about how your relationship is with Jesus. If you've trusted him a long time ago, that is absolutely fabulous because guess what? He still loves you no matter where you are and he's still ready to restore you. In the kids' zone, we always use ABCs as the um, way to teach kids how to, how to learn how Jesus accepts them. We say, A, admit to God you're a sinner because we are. B, believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he can take care of that sin problem in our lives. And then C, confess him as your Lord and Savior. Those are the three things that we do to be a Christian. It's that easy. And it's that easy for kids, but you know what? It's that easy for anybody. If you're 90 years old, it's that easy. If you're 30 years old, it's that easy. It doesn't matter. It's that easy. God has an easy plan. And you know what? When we give up our selfishness and give of ourselves over and give it over to God, he takes care of all of that, and we don't have to worry about it anymore. And you know what? He guarantees that with his word. Imagine Peter for just a minute on his journey. We've seen him move from being a fisherman, fishing for fish, to fishing for people. That's what he started doing. And his life changed when he saw how holy God really was. You know what? He had faith to walk on water. Even if it was for a brief minute, he had faith to do it. And even though he feared for his life in the midst of a bunch of trials, twists, and turns, he still trusted Jesus. And I guarantee you, he understands restoration more than any of us because he denied Jesus right there while Jesus was still alive. Peter denied him. But you know what? It didn't stop there because Jesus forgave him. And so that restoration is open for all of us. And every day of my life, I need that. I need God's grace. I need his res restoration. And the thing that you need to remember and, and I need to remember is when we're failing, Jesus has already made a plan to restore whatever we're doing wrong. It just requires us to make a commitment to say, you know what, God, I'm wrong. Or you know what, God, I can't take care of this sin in my life. You can do it for me. We had an amazing week of kids trusting God. They answered, they asked amazing questions and we answered them. They believed, they believed in their heart that Jesus could do all this for them. And today I want you to think about that. Think about whether or not you've believed in your own heart that Jesus can do this for you. You know what, Jamie is going to be here at the front in just a few minutes and he's going to be able to share with us a little bit more um, about making a commitment today. 
We would love it. We would love to end our Bible school finale with someone saying, hey, you know what? Just like those seven, eight, ten-year-olds, I need to know about Jesus. And we can tell you about Jesus because he's awesome. So if everybody would just go ahead and stand. We appreciate you guys being so supportive of what we got to witness this week, what we got to celebrate this morning. But like he said, like Timothy said, maybe you're here today. I know a lot of our kids stayed in the room with their parents, and we do not want to miss an opportunity that maybe somebody here today has not asked Jesus Christ to save them. Jesus Christ died on the cross. God glorified him there, elevated and exalted above the earth. And he suffered and he died for the ugliness of our sin. And then God raised him back from the dead to prove that he had beaten that sin. And so I want to ask you today to to bow your heads. And I'm going to ask you to consider three things. The first thing I'm going to consider is in just a few minutes when we dismiss this service, Fred, myself, Crosby, we're all going to be in the Connection Center. The Connection Center is located to my left, to your right as you go out. And if you want to come talk to us about about being saved, what that means, about the gospel, please come and see us. The second thing I want to ask you is to pray. Because there were some kids that didn't get to make it this week. There were some kids that came and God's beginning to open up that understanding, but they're not quite there yet where they understand how the gospel solves their sin problem. And, And we're asking that God would open their heart to that. But the third one is this. It's God calling you to serve. We have some holes in our ministry. Always, there's always holes in our ministry. Why? Because our ministry is ever growing. And we need need people to step forward to serve in our nursery, our preschool, our kids area, in our high school, in our middle school. And maybe that's you today. So when I say amen in just a few minutes and we get ready to dismiss, I want to ask you to take a connect card. They're located in the back of the pews in front of you or you can get one at the welcome desk or even in the Connection Center and fill it out and say, hey, I want to serve. So now, just just for a few moments, I just want you to sit in silence. If you're here today and you say, you know what, it's time for me to surrender my life to Christ and accept Him. With all the heads bowed and eyes closed, I want you just to slip up your hand. Slip it up and put it back down. I just want to pray for you. And I just want to know where you are because I'd love to be able to talk to you. Father, as we get ready to leave today, Lord, we know and understand that worship doesn't end because our lives should be about worship. God, our lives should be about the gospel. And so, Lord, I pray that as we leave here encouraged by what we saw from baptism to Timothy's story to what he shared that they learned this week, may we understand that life is about twists and turns. But no matter what, you're there for us, you love us, and you are leading us. So Lord, I pray for those in the room today and online. God, if they don't know Jesus Christ, that they would not leave here today without settling that, without talking to someone. Maybe like Timothy, they've gone through some church hurt and they need someone to talk to. God, I pray that they would lay that before the cross today and come and receive some counseling. Lord, for those kids that may have come this week, And you're beginning to open that understanding. God, I pray you touch it and make it real and make it clear. And Lord, finally, for those in the room today that may be wrestling with the call of God to next-gen ministry, God, I pray that you would make it clear and that they would take that step and see where you would have them to go.
Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.